What's the best part of a Dunkin' run? The coffee or the dollar donut? Two dollar bagel minis or three dollar sausage, egg, and cheese you can add to that coffee? <gasps> or the fact that you get to leave the office? The answer, of course, is yes. Time for a Dunkin' run. Great deals on food for one, two, or three dollars with a medium or larger coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Welcome to our bedtime story. Tonight you will be listening to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2. As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension. Keep breathing deeply. And allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, we come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your Spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness, and we lean on the strength of the Spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin our sleep story. It was the Feast of Weeks, the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing. But he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. So here they were, praying, talking about the things Jesus had taught them. Such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. 
his mind went back to that day on the mountain. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. And one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper. They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. She had wept. And Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out, he had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power, what awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, he only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas, Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. It made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill Scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him, noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, 
Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen, she still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask, what is going on? What appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood, trembling, looking around in amazement at the others. Fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces. And in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed. And in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk, but he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? 
Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle. What a day. After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus, but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. We will be listening to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2.
As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension, keep breathing deeply, and allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, we come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your Spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness, and we lean on the strength of the Spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin our sleep story. It was the Feast of Weeks, the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing. But he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. So here they were, praying, talking about the things Jesus had taught them. Such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. His mind went back to that day on the mount. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. And one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. 
Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper. They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died, she had wept. And Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out, he had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power, what awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, he only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas, Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. It made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen. She still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, 
looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask what is going on, what appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood trembling, looking around in amazement at the others, fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces. And in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed. And in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk, but he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle! What a day! After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2. As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension, Keep breathing deeply and allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, 
We come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your Spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness, and we lean on the strength of the Spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin our sleep story. It was the Feast of Weeks the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing but he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. So here they were, praying, talking about the things Jesus had taught them, such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. His mind went back to that day on the mount. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. And one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time, the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper... They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus 
when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died, she had wept. Then Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out, he had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power, what awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, he only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas, Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. It made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him, noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen. She still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask, what is going on? What appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood 
trembling, looking around in amazement at the others. Fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces. And in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed, and in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk, but he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, 
his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle. What a day. After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus, but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2. As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension, Keep breathing deeply and allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, we come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness and we lean on the strength of the spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin 
our sleep story. It was the feast of weeks, the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing, but he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. So here they were, praying talking about the things Jesus had taught them. Such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. His mind went back to that day on the mount. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. And one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper. They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. She had wept. And Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out. He had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power! What awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, 
He only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas, Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. He made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him, noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen. She still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask, what is going on? What appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood, trembling, looking around in amazement at the others. Fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces. And in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, 
the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed, and in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk. But he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle. What a day. After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it, 
in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus, but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2. As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension, Keep breathing deeply and allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, we come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness and we lean on the strength of the spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin our sleep story. It was the Feast of Weeks, the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing. But he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. 
So here they were, praying, talking about the things Jesus had taught them. Such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. His mind went back to that day on the mount. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. And one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper. They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. She had wept. And Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out. He had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power, what awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, he only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas. Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. It made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill Scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. 
Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him, noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen. She still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask, what is going on? What appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood, trembling, looking around in amazement at the others. Fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces and in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed. And in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, 
Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk. But he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle! What a day! After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. 
in Jesus' name, amen. Listen to an account of the day the Holy Spirit came upon the people gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem from the eyes of the newest chosen disciple, Matthias. The story is taken from Acts chapter 2. As you listen, I want you to relax into your bed. Breathe deeply and slowly and let go of the stresses of your day. Focus on relaxing the muscles in your neck, your back, your torso, your legs. This will be a story about the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's lives. Release your tension, Keep breathing deeply and allow yourself to be calmed by this story. Let me pray. Father God, we come to you tonight in anticipation of what you will show us through this story of your gift of the Holy Spirit and the building of your church. We look forward to sleeping soundly tonight knowing that we are in your care and that your spirit lives inside us. The way you choose to use normal people like me who have flaws is amazing. Your power is made perfect in our weakness and we lean on the strength of the spirit in our lives. Continue to guide us and lead us in the name of the cornerstone, Jesus. Amen. Let's now begin our sleep story. It was the Feast of Weeks, the end of the harvest. Jerusalem was crawling with Jews from all over the known world. Yet Matthias sat with the other followers of Jesus in the upper room. Still in shock over the events of the previous days and afraid, yet anticipating something. Jesus' words were always a little confusing. But he had told them specifically to stay in Jerusalem and wait. So here they were, praying, talking about the things Jesus had taught them, such memories. As they were eating this meal together, Matthias couldn't help but remember the two times Jesus had fed huge crowds with just a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. What a miracle. His mind went back to that day on the mount. There had to have been at least 5,000 men there. But they had been tired and hungry. 
and one little boy had some small loaves and a couple of fish for his lunch. Watching what happened that day, how everyone ate their fill and there was still more left over, still brought a thrill to his heart. Their stomachs had been filled, but so had their souls. Like they were every time Jesus spoke to them. Love your enemies, seek first God's kingdom, serve one another. And that time the chief tax collector had turned from his evil ways. Tears came to Matthias' eyes as he remembered that time. Seeing Zacchaeus now was such evidence of God's power. Scenes flashed through his mind as he sat with his friends. The blind Jesus had healed, the lame who had walked, the leper. They couldn't believe it when Jesus had reached out and touched the leper, and he was healed. Praise be to God. What they had witnessed when Jesus was with them was amazing. Matthias could hardly wrap his mind around all that had happened. He thought of their friend Lazarus. They couldn't understand why Jesus had waited to go see Lazarus when he knew Lazarus was so gravely ill. When they had finally gone to Bethany, Mary had been so upset. If you had been here, my brother would not have died, she had wept. And Matthias remembered how Jesus had wept too. And then, again, tears filled Matthias' eyes at the memory. Lazarus, come out, he had called. And that heart-stopping, miraculous moment had happened. Lazarus had been raised from the dead. What power, what awesome, amazing power Jesus had. As Matthias looked around the room, he only had thankfulness in his heart that God had chosen him to fill Judah's spot. Judas, Matthias thought about his friend, the man he had traveled with for three years. It made him sad. Even though he knew it had to happen, Jesus had said it was to fulfill Scripture. Still, it made him sad to think about the choices Judas had made. But that was in the past. Matthias took the bread that Peter handed him, still warm from the stone. The warm scent made his stomach rumble. He looked at Peter and thanked him, noticing the peace that seemed to flow from him now. Encountering Jesus will do that for you. He looked around at all the people in the room, Mary, Jesus' mother, with all the sorrow she had seen, she still looks peaceful. Jesus' brothers, a little late to the game, 
but ready to face whatever came next. Peter, the leader, of course, so full of grace after his seaside encounter with the Lord. John, James, and Andrew. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas, who had doubted. Matthew and all the others. And the women. How Jesus had honored them. Matthias was just about to take another bite of his piece of bread when a silence fell over the room. Everyone paused, looked a little confused, and glanced around at each other. Slowly, those who had been standing sat down. A rumbling started under their feet. They didn't understand it. Someone gave a short cry, and then a mighty rushing wind filled the entire room. It swept into every corner of the house where they were gathered. Before anyone could even exclaim or ask what is going on, what appeared to be flames of fire entered the room, and like many tongues touched each one of them. Matthias felt a burning in his soul he had never felt before. He stood, trembling, looking around in amazement at the others. Fire, and then peace. And just like that, the flames swept out of the room, and it was silent again. And then, seconds later, joyous laughter and a sound that they had never heard before in their gathering. Different languages, all coming from the familiar faces and in the familiar voices they had known for three years. Matthias opened his mouth and from his very spirit came a tongue he did not recognize. But somehow, miraculously, he knew what he was saying. And then he knew, they all knew, the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus had said would come was upon them. What Matthias felt in his heart, what they all felt, was a joy beyond anything they had ever felt before. Peter was the first to move as he rushed for the door, flying down the steps from the upper room and out into the streets filled with Jews from all the lands. Matthias and the others quickly followed. And in the power of the Spirit that had come to dwell inside him, Matthias started speaking to people in this strange language, telling them of the greatness of God. On the outside, he heard someone say that they must be drunk, but he saw many others with confusion on their faces. How could this be? They were asking. Are not all these men Galileans? How do they know our language? Matthias' heart swelled as he spoke to whoever would listen of the greatness of God. And then Peter, of course it was Peter, 
stood up on a step and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk as you suppose, he began. He then went on to quote the prophet Joel and to speak of Jesus and to remind them of what King David had said. And as Matthias looked around at the faces of all these Jews who had waited and groaned for the coming of the Messiah, he saw regret. One man called out, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter gently answered, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Matthias watched in amazement and thankfulness as hundreds and hundreds of those listening followed them to the water to be baptized in the name of Jesus. As Matthias watched person after person go down into the water and come up again as a new creation, he lifted his hands in praise to Jehovah. He knew that when Jesus walked on the earth, those same Jews had missed his message. He knew some of them were among those calling for Jesus' crucifixion. But his heart was not angry. He continued to speak to anyone who would listen, his ears not recognizing his words, but his heart understanding it all. What a miracle! What a day! After it had gotten dark and the crowds dispersed, the group gathered again in the upper room. They were laughing and singing and praising God. Afterwards, they estimated that 3,000 people were baptized that day. They all agreed that what happened that day was not something they could have done. It was a work of God, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter that Jesus had talked about, had come. He was the one who would give them power to be witnesses for Jesus. He had said it in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Let me pray in closing. Holy Spirit, we can't do anything in our own strength. We are so grateful that you are the seal of the promise that we will spend eternity with Jesus but that you also are the power that will help us to do what we have been called to do in this world today and every day. Thank you for all that you do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.